You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 25, No Wrong Decisions. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey there, Mama. How's it going this week? It got cold here in Florida. And by cold, I mean it's getting down into the 40s at night. Mm, it's 61 degrees right now as I'm recording this, and that's pretty chilly for us. Now, please don't start sending me hate mail, okay? I used to live in Boston. I get it. I'm just playing with all you mamas in the cold parts of the world. Today, we're talking about decisions. And as I mentioned in last week's episode on perfectionism, I used to really struggle with making decisions. The decision to move from Boston back to Florida was no exception. I remember casually mentioning to my ex-husband, my husband at the time, that I kind of wanted to be closer to my parents as they got older. And I was toying with the decision in my own head, and then he became really excited about the possibility of living in Florida and being in the warm weather, and I freaked out a little bit. I started doubting myself and wondering if that was really the right decision. I reminded myself that I had never wanted to live in Florida as an adult since that's where I had grown up. I thought about how much I loved Boston. I loved my friends and my job and my little apartment. But ultimately, because he was so into the idea and my parents were here, we decided to move. And it turned out to be the best decision, in my opinion. So when I first heard this concept that I'm about to share with you, it really blew my mind. Like, my head exploded. <laughs> and this may take a little while for you to wrap your brain around. You're going to want to argue with me about it, but just hear me out, okay? The concept is there are no wrong decisions. Let that sink in for just a minute. There are no wrong decisions. It's like I can hear you through my computer. You already want to tell me about all of the decisions you've made or that other people have made that were wrong. But listen, here's the thing. What makes a decision wrong? The only thing that makes it wrong is your thought that it was wrong. That's it. So remember the self-coaching model that I always talk about. Your circumstances are neutral. That means they're not good or bad until you have a thought about them. And decisions are just circumstances. So you get to choose what you think about them. And you get to decide what you make every circumstance in your life mean. We have to decide on purpose what to think about our decisions. What we decide to think is going to create our experience of them, which creates our belief about whether we made the right one or the wrong one. So let me use an example to show you what I mean. Let's take a decision that a lot of moms make, whether or not to have another baby. Maybe you've had one child, maybe you've had two or three, and now you're thinking you might want another. Maybe your youngest is in school now and you miss those baby days. Maybe you're getting older and you fear that your clock is ticking. You don't know how much longer you'll be able to have kids. Maybe you had a really hard time conceiving or you had a difficult pregnancy and so you don't know whether you want to go through all that again. 
how will you know what the right decision is? Now, most people will probably make a list of pros, a list of cons. They'll talk to their husbands. They'll talk with other people who have kids. They'll read articles about having more babies. But there's no tangible evidence that having another baby is a better choice or that not having another baby is a better choice. The reason we decide to do anything is because of how we think we'll feel when we do it. If you decide to have another baby, it's because you think you'll feel love and confidence, joy and peace. The reason we decide not to do something is because of how we think we'll feel when we do it. So you might think that you'll feel overwhelmed, anxious, and more stressed out with the addition of another baby, so you decide not to have one. In either case, you're trying to figure out how you're going to feel in the future. The truth is that either decision will offer you opportunities to feel both positive and negative emotions. But the way you feel in the future depends on what you think in the future, not on the decision you make now. The baby is the circumstance. The baby doesn't cause you to feel love and joy and peace. Your thoughts do. Because you could have the baby and think thoughts like, this is so overwhelming. We can't afford the same lifestyle that we used to have. I'm too old for this, right? And you could feel resentment and regret and stress. And you could decide not to have a baby and feel love and joy and peace. Those feelings are always available to you. So the decision is never the reason for your feelings. It's always your thoughts. Isn't that so good to know? Even when you think about past decisions that you've made, the job offer you took or didn't take, the relationship you ended, the move you made to a different house or a different city, the way you think about them now is what will determine how you feel about them. Now, I personally choose to think that I've never made a wrong decision. Every decision that I've ever made was right because it was the one I made. Otherwise, I wouldn't be the person I am now. I wouldn't have learned what I did or overcome what I have to become the exact person I am today. If you're struggling with a decision, I want to give you some strategies to help make it a little easier. First, make a list of reasons why you would make the decision and why you wouldn't make the decision. For example, I was coaching a woman who wanted to stop drinking, but she couldn't decide whether or not to go out to a bar with her friends. I asked her to tell me all the reasons she would go, and she said, drinking is what we do. It's how we have fun. It's how we bond. Then I asked her to tell me why she wouldn't go, and she said, I'm trying to lose weight, and I don't like losing control and feeling tired the next day. So I asked her to look at her reasons and tell me which ones she liked better. Notice that her reasons for going were sort of based in fear of missing out, fear of what her friends might think of her, and fear of change, while her reasons for not going were based more on what she wants long-term and what aligns more with her goals and values. So that's the first strategy. Write down your reasons for why you would and wouldn't do something, and then ask yourself if you like your reasons. The next strategy is to ask yourself, if I knew that I'd feel amazing no matter what about either decision and everything would turn out great, what choice would I make? 
this is a really great question because you now know that your decision won't make you feel amazing. Your thoughts will. And so you can just pick one and go. The third strategy is to ask, what's the worst case scenario? Like if you decide to quit your job to stay home with the kids, the worst case scenario might be that you'll regret it and feel guilty for not contributing more to the family finances. Interestingly, the worst case scenario is often the same as where you are right now. So right now, you may be feeling regret and guilt over going to work every day instead of being at home. And the worst case scenario question really lets you see that the worst is rarely as scary as you're making it out to be in your head, and it's nothing you can't handle by making another decision or by managing your thoughts. The fourth strategy is to think outside the box. Sometimes we think that we need to choose one thing over another when we can actually choose both. So using the last example, you could choose to work part-time instead of full-time. You could choose to work from home. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, so don't limit yourself. The last strategy, and this one is my favorite, is to ask your future self what she would do. In other words, imagine yourself in the future, a year, five years, 10 years from now, feeling how you want to feel and ask her what decision she made. You can ask your future self her advice on a lot of things and she'll always have a lot to share if you're willing to listen. Now, whatever choices you make, decide to have your own back on them. And what I mean by that is don't second guess yourself and go back on your decision a hundred times. Make a decision and then choose thoughts that cause you to feel confident about it. Thoughts like, I will make this the right decision by how I choose to think about it. I've got this. I get to choose how I experience all of this. And I know how to take care of myself no matter what. That's what I have for you today, Mama. Remember that I offer free mini sessions every week to help you take these concepts and apply them to your own life. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to sign up right now, and I'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam.com. Less drama, more mama.com.